With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome you to another episode of Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and I got an old friend with me. Grew up with a guy and uh, played a lot of Halo together. Rode a lot of dirt roads. There is a curve named the skitty strip after my guest and now he is gonna share a little bit about um what he's been up to lately uh his latest passion and so without further introduction here is scott gruber man how you doing man i'm doing pretty good and for the record that road would have never or that little strip would have never got my name if i didn't get stuck and it took like three trucks to get me out it was impressive how stuck it got (laughs) so to tell you the the tale of the take is it was one day after school yeah and uh this guy had a mustang it was a v6 right yeah i mean it wasn't impressive but it was fun down some dirt roads yes it was (laughs) and um you had sid in his little nissan frontier single cab you had jaleb in his f-150 single cab and you had trey in a crew cab it was the white lightning oh yes it was he had the big truck and uh sid went first he came out of the curve proper. Perfect. Jaleb came out. Fine. Yep. Scott went in right in the ditch. Yep. I don't know why. Always happened. Every time there was a curve involved, my car got stuck. <laughs> Just like when, uh, was it, I think it was the same group too, a little ways down the road, like yeah. a year later, going down the road, going through a curve, and I was staring at the person behind me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, this did not end up right. But those those were the days, right? That was back when MTV still played music. I remember we'd be hanging out at each other's houses and watching, uh, taking back Sunday music videos and playing Halo. And um, man, what did you have any idea what life would look like now? No, I've actually <laughs> if half the stuff I could say that I thought was going to be around or like I'd be into back then could not be probably said on air anywhere. <laughs> But I mean, <laughs> I mean, just generally speaking, like all of us, like back then we were thick as thieves. I mean, like none of our parents really worried about where we were. Because yeah, because we were together. Yeah, it's like because we ran like seven, eight people deep all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so if one of us went down for something, all of us were going down. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, uh, I mean, life happened, you know, grew up. Yeah. Went to college. Some of us, like me, decided to join the military and just dip out. Yeah. I I decided to go down the Mobile for a while. Yeah, we have. I mean, half of us still. There's still a pretty good bit of us that don't even see each other that often. That's that's what's crazy. Is like I remember, just like you said, we were the thickest thieves. And it seemed like... uh, If one of us got in trouble, the other one was there with us. (laughs) Right. And now it's like, when do you see? When do you see that guy? When's the last time you heard from him? You know, 
And that's usually like the conversation is like, I try to call Sid like at least once a week. And that's always something that comes up. Hey, man, you see Scott telling him, I said, what's up, you know? Well, I was about to say, I, the funny thing is, I haven't seen Sid in probably the same amount of time as I haven't seen you. Yeah. I was about to say, because, uh, I mean, I think, because when I saw him, I think I was either on leave from the military or I'd just gotten back. So, like, I was bouncing around places and so on and so forth. And, yeah, I know we met up. We watched a football game mm-hmm. down in Mobile. Or, no, it's Foley. We were down in Foley. Foley. And then, uh, yeah, I came back. I hadn't seen him pretty much since. And, like, you know, he comes back to town every once in a while, but we just – schedules don't meet up. I mean, I'm just live with two kids now. And yeah, that's yeah, kind of where we are. We're going to break off into music. This is Friend of Mine by Justin Peter Kinkle Schuster, JPKS. Then we're going to roll right back into the show. Yeah. 
I am uh, completely behind um, what you got going on now. And, um, man, I was glad to catch it just from where it started. And so just a little bit about AD investing and just AD is average dude investing. And so uh, just a little bit about that. Well, that itself was a complete fluke because I was sitting there trying to name my little channel or something. And I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to name this thing. I was like, I was like, I can't be using my real name because what if you get, you know, creeps trying to, you know, <laughs> right. stalk me or something. Because uh, my goal was, like I've said in my, you know, channel, to eventually hit $100,000 in a portfolio. So I was like, I don't want my real name out there, you know. I don't want, you know, people to know, you know, hey, you know, yeah. it's this person. And so look up his Facebook, he's got all this. So I was like, all right, well, what can I go by on that channel to, you know. And I sat there for an hour, hour and a half, two, three hours, just completely brain dead. Couldn't think of anything. And I finally, I was just sitting there, I was like, man, I'm just an average dude, you know. Yeah. And then I was like, A and D, that can work. Yeah. And that was literally just like a holder, like title for it. But I mean, after saying it a few times in some of my videos, I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna keep it. Yeah. So, because like it has like different meanings, like average dude, which is me because I'm. Nobody's special. I mean, you've known me my entire life. It ain't like I, you know, it ain't like I'm like Bill Gates or somebody, you know, yeah. tossing money. I'm, I'm just me. Yeah. This guy. So, and then like AD also stands for all dividends, which is the way my strategy works because I'm mainly creating a portfolio for dividends, which is like the money you get for holding on to a company stock. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it just has several different meanings though. Yeah, man, and just to um, just to start right there is, man, just outside looking in, and when you and I were first talking about um, investing, you know, I, I told you that I wanted to invest. I just didn't know really what what the heck I was doing, and you started breaking down like, well, do you want to be risky or do you want to play conservative or you know, how do you want to do this? Oh yeah, I was about to say that's one of the big things. There's lots of strategies lots of different platforms you can use I actually use three different platforms like you know Robinhood which is yeah. the one I have my portfolio for the dividends on because it, you know did you get the me. reference stock I did actually yeah. cool as I say it was some mining company uh, mine was trash oh man that I mean I free stocks is mainly just come for free money I was about to say because I think like I've seen two big stocks be dropped one of them was for me it was Microsoft I got a, you know, a share of Microsoft, but at the time I didn't know what I wanted to do with it, and it jumped up like thirty bucks, and I was like, ah, you know, got out. Yeah, I was like, I'm taking my money and I'm doing something else. And uh, the other one I saw was like Johnson and Johnson, which you know it's not as high as my. Oh, well, at the time it wasn't as high as Microsoft, but I mean it's a hundred and something dollar stock, so I mean. Yeah. And someone else got that one, so that was all cool and all, but. Like, uh, I use three different platforms. I use TD Ameritrade, Robinhood, and Webull. And two of them are free platforms. Um, was used to be really heavy in TD Ameritrade, which was like, I don't want to say this, you know, with well, the grown-up shoe. You know, it has all the technical, you know, stuff like that. It's very confusing if you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. And I actually started using that one probably about four or five years ago. And I was actively day trading. And it was back when my wife was pregnant with my daughter, and I was like, well, I'm going to throw like $500 into this and see where I can, you know, get it. Yeah. And I actually got it up to like $25,000. Yeah, it is. 
like, but I was heavy into this thing. Like, yeah, you was watching. Yeah, like I like, my wife could probably tell you. Around that time, I was like heavy. Like, like it had become an addiction to me, and it became so much of an addiction that in one day, in a ten minute span, I lost ten thousand dollars. Jeez. Yeah, like literally, like I was talking to her. I processed my trade, and I sat there and I just watched it within like, ten minutes, just just straight down. And then I like I had to panic sell because that because I was at twenty five thousand dollars. That's like half of what I had built up over like a four month span. Uh So like I panic sold, I got out of it, and then like I started second guessing myself. I was like, man, I don't need to be doing this. I was like, I just lost ten thousand dollars. And you buy it back? No, it was Amazon. Believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, and this is this is what's so funny. Like Amazon was on a roll. Like Jeff like Bezos. What year was this? This was 2017. Okay. 2017. This was the year Tiger King was filmed. <laughs> this was the year. Six more times. This was Trump's first 100 days in office. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that because it was a crazy time. It was a crazy time in stock. Yeah. And like stocks were just going to town. It was awesome. Just for instance, like Sid's talked about it forever. It's yeah. like, you know, usually like if me and Sid have a good three, four hours to sit down and talk. Like, we'll usually end up talking about, like, the fact that we need to start investing. It's like, if we <laughs> ever want to retire at 50, 55, at, you know, the world that we live in now, not possible unless we start using our money to make money. I mean, that's... And that would, that would always be where the conversation is like, so what do we do? And it was always like, Sid, Sid actually done something. And I would always just be like, I'm stuck. I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. It's it's kind of funny because like uh, basically when we talk about this, this is like as we're older, you know, like we've gained a lot of knowledge about things. We know how things, sem- well, most things semi kind of work. Yeah, so we know how to. We're technological, so you can see yeah. a company and be like, that might be something. But back in the day, this is the equivalent of us. Like, man, I got three games. Let's go to GameStop and cash right. in. <laughs> right. like, cash is in. We're gonna have some money for either this weekend or buy a new game or something like mm-hmm. that. So I mean. Kind of the same thing, I guess, because you hold on to something and then sell it later on. But it, anyway, it's the only kind of yeah, little watered down version I could think of. So, I was on a roll with Amazon. Like I was buying uh, what they call options, which is basically like gambling. But at the time, it wasn't gambling because you pretty much knew where the stock was going. The stocks were going up. I mean, yeah, it was Trump's but, first hundred days. Yeah, so like he'd been, you know. Paris, this, that, this, that, and everything else. And we're like, all right. And it's like, China, it's like, we're going to do what's called a put, which is where you're guessing, you know, that stock's going down. And like all the little Chinese stocks were putting puts on because they're just tanking now because he's talking about tariffs. And like all the American companies are going up and all this other stuff. And we're like, yeah, like there was a big group of us that were doing this. And we were like on rolls. And then the day it happened, I can tell you exactly the moment. I mean, I, I can't tell you the exact date, but I can tell you the exact moment this happened. And this was the day, all within a 24 hour span. Actually, it was probably like within a few hours of each other. Trump condemned Amazon <laughs> on national TV and then fired, I think it was his first FBI head director. Yeah. It was in the same day. And when he condemned Amazon, it made it flatline, but like, a few minutes later, it came out that the FBI director had uh, resigned. 
and then after that it just tailspin all the way down and Amazon went from being like I think it was $2,100 to I think 17 within a week Whew. yeah but like Amazon when it moved it moved like yeah. it was like it wasn't like oh it gained 50 cents it like it gained like $100 today it lost 50 the next day gained uh-huh. $200 night. like it but like it was just straight like nothing was saving it mm-hmm. so when it hit that initial thing all my options for it to go up which were called calls just fell through and I tried to sell them as, but like it was plummeting so fast that I couldn't sell them fast enough to get out of it yeah so and just to go back to the uh, the three different apps that you use for mm-hmm. investing is um, you mentioned like some of the differences um, for someone like me like when you and I were talking it's like well at best I could throw a hundred bucks at this like, what would you recommend, like, were for them to go? What would, what would you do? Well, that's going to basically go down to just two main things. What exactly do you want to do? Which, that's why I was asking, do you want to be conservative? Do you want to do long holds? Mm-hmm. Do you want to do risky day trading? Because yeah, and I told it, you that I was incredibly lazy and I'd fall <laughs> behind. And I was like, I want to be conservative and I don't mind a dividend. I can hold a stock for three months and I can watch it plummet and come back up. And, you know, I can watch the, I can watch it. Well, I was about to say, well, like if you're a beginner and you're just on a long hold, like Robin Hood's pretty good. Uh, Webull is probably the next one. Both of them are free. So, like, Robin Hood is definitely geared towards people that, like, don't really handle stocks and stuff because you've seen it. It's very watered down. Yeah. Like you buy, sell, trade, shares, yeah. Just. And just to plug your channel and we'll plug it more is like you can catch Scott on YouTube like breaking down uh, videos of like day-to-day stock and his journey to 100K. But also is you can look at his Instagram and like this is what I heavily follow is like uh, he's he'll show a real image, which is something I don't see. It's coming from a different site. It's like you're showing a breakdown of like what happened during the day, the tank. I think that was one of the latest posts that you did, and I was like, man, I love the transparency of the page. It's like, it didn't do what I thought. This was a fail, oh, but we're hoping no. you video that I have going in. And, um, <laughs> like, I feel like I'm just, like, gathering so much knowledge. It's like, I feel like a, I'm just like an intern to stocks, like, watching that. It's like, just hold on. And then, like, some guy commented about well, what about them after hours, though, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, like, it's funny because I think, like, he commented because I had, like, $14 that I gained in after hours, mm-hmm. which to kind of put it into perspective, I had lost, like, 160 during the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, a lot of people on there that's on my Instagram, we all follow each other, and most of us are YouTubers and stuff. Yeah. And we kind of put challenges towards each other and stuff like that. That guy, he was... He's, me and Emily leave smart aleck like comments on each other's pages all the time. Yeah, but like it, it was a bad day. Like it wasn't really a bad day because believe it or not, that day because I had told you the night before. Yeah, because I, I was, bought that. Yeah, I was like, I told you the night before. I was like, hey, it's gonna dip. I was like, because I was looking at what they call futures, which mm-hmm. is like sections of like Dow and everything else, and I was like, hey. I was like, it's going to dip tomorrow, so if you're going to buy it, I'd wait and buy it you know, after it opens mm-hmm. up so it gets that good dip, which uh, we really hadn't planned for today because it went down a little bit today, but that that's negligible because I'll talk more about that here in a minute. But anyway, <laughs> but I, and it was funny because... Just, let's just talk about the stock for a second. SPH, like oh. 
It's propane. Yeah, suburban propane. Uh, like it, there's the stock itself. There is uh the financials. They're decent. Uh, the main thing I wanted them for was their dividend uh, ratio because uh, their uh, dividend per share was at sixty cents per share. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot to you know most people. Yeah. You know six cents. Well, you know whatever. I ain't, can't buy anything. Well, you can buy I guess a can of Coke or something at like maybe a school. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh. So sixty cents ain't really that big of a deal, but when you think about it, you want to basically get into a stock when it's still low, like SPH right now. It was what like fifteen, sixteen dollars. I think I got it at um, fifteen thirty-two a share. I think I got three that shares. What I got it at? I got three shares of it. But uh, so fifteen, like you said, thirty. Uh, before everything crashed which is usually between February and March. If you look, most uh, most time it's literally February 20th is when it starts going down. But uh, in March is like the main just crash. But uh, before all that, it was trading like $22, $23. And that's where it maintained for a good long time. So basically you just look at that as like, okay, well, if it recovers, which most play, I mean, most stocks have been recovering, you can actually see there's growth going on, you mm-hmm. know, if you look at the charts for it. And you're like, okay, well, 15 bucks. I was like, if I throw it in here and say another quarter goes by, you know, the economy, you know, rebounds and stuff like that, well, that $15 is now $20. Yeah. And then you get 60 cents for every share that you own. Right. And I'm like OCD with the way I do it because if I buy something, it's going to be at least 10 shares because apparently I'm just, I really hate doing math. So I was yeah. like, all right, well, if it's 60 cents, that's going to be $6 this quarter yeah. and so on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm over here at dollar eighty. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, I mean, and then after the time's up, well, I'll, I'll I have a dollar eighty made, and plus whatever it's worth now, sell, get something more expensive. I mean, that's pretty much the name of the game. If like you just want to flip stocks, which is one strategy. Like mine, mine is long holding. Like th- I'm probably gonna hold on to this to either that company either cuts their dividends, which means they're not gonna pay for it anymore, mm-hmm. uh, goes under, or I die. So, <laughs> what I mean, hurry. it's a race to see which one yeah. happens first. So, <laughs> well, we're not in a real big hurry about the third, okay? We want to see about it. <laughs> but so that's what basically my whole strategy for this is: is to buy a bunch of companies, hold on to their stocks, and basically just you know keep building it up. Uh, and I have an app on my phone where I can you know tag them into it, and it actually keeps track of all that. So. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about like the work, um, as far as like the day to day. I mean, you're working, you got a family, you got children, oh, yeah. and so like, um, just for people, it's like I don't know if I just have the time. Like, how much time is invested? Like, I know you had probably I don't know how many hours going into just learning, but now just like as a day to day, like how much time do you spend looking at the market? Uh, honestly, here lately, probably about an hour. No, not every day. And it's not really, it's mainly because I do have, like, if you look on my Robinhood, which I can show you, there is a watch list, and there's probably about 100 companies on there. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a lot. So what I usually end up I've doing. i got, like, 30 on mine. Uh, like, all, all mine are all dividends from either annual, monthly, mm-hmm. to quarterly, and I have it just sitting there. So what I'll end up doing is I'll look at percentage changes like I'll change my little thing to percentage changes just scroll down 
Mm-hmm. If I see a negative, I click on it, see what it is, and so on and so forth. Because all these companies that have already like went, you know, looked through their financials, made sure they're not bankrupting. And like you know, the research part it takes some time. But I mean, if you once you get established, like like I told you, you know, the other day, I was like thirty minutes into the day after the bell rings. It was like buy some shares when it dips down at the lowest point, and you're pretty much set. Mm-hmm. Which uh, most time that's usually how I do things, and it turned out pretty well so far. So I mean, and I've only changed my strategies up a little bit. Not really anything major. It's just when stuff hasn't really uh, panned out, like what we call entry points, mm-hmm. because certain stocks that were you know an entry point was at this level like a month ago isn't the same now so you know it's you know went up if you're sitting there thinking like i know last month if you get at&t for under 30 bucks you were golden and like that was a good buy well at&t now is trading between 32 33 dollars sometimes 34 right now mm-hmm. and like even now during this crash it's at 32 mm-hmm. so you're not going to see 30 you know or not the crash but you know the dips today you're not really going to see 30 you know anytime soon so you have to like readjust everything and I mean, it's basically what you believe the stock is worth. Yeah. Me personally, I look at the highest it's ever been for like the last year or so. If it has like a good, you know, chance of like going back up to close to that, even maybe half or something like. At least it, you know, has a little bit of growth is when I'll actually, you know, put more into it. And maybe not just some of yours, but what are some of the popular websites or places to go just to look and to, like. Uh, just as far as predictions or maybe just places to get a ding about okay you might want to look at it now okay so that's easy because I there's tons of websites out there and like you can get different kind of scanners the number one that I usually go to is Yahoo Finance Mm -hmm. because believe it or not I know Yahoo is you know most people laugh at it nowadays and stuff like that but their finance portion is usually on point so it's actually, you know, you can get a fairly good grasp of what's going on because they usually post all the latest news and so on and so forth on it, rather, you know, rather, rather quickly. Uh, the next thing would be Zax.com, which if you've seen like my stock analysis things, it will have like, that's where it has like all the little different graphs and uh-huh. stuff like that. And it will just put like, hey, they have like $3 billion of debt, but they're only making like $100 million a year and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you can, it literally just breaks it down and you can like, okay, well. That's a red flag right there. Yeah. And, and just to plug it again is to go back to your Instagram post. It's like <laughs> the way that you write up the images that you share is like um, it puts it in like a average dude term. It's like when I look at the picture, it's like I don't know what I'm looking at. But then I read your post and I was like, okay, I, I halfway understand now. Like go back to Suburban for a second. But like just uh, to go on just about the different types of uh, investing that's a bit more on the conservative. What about the risk takers? Uh, the risk takers is basically how I lost $10,000. That's the active day trading, maybe swing trading. Uh, the day trading is basically where you buy a stock and you sell it that day, usually within like 10, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, and you mainly only do that with like stocks with high volatility, which means you know they're constantly going up and down, stuff like that. You either buy the dip, sell at the peak, or buy the peak, sell at the dip if you're doing option, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, then swing trading is just basically where you buy a stock, hold on to it. And usually like a day or two, you'll sell it back after it's you know hit its bottom. And that's just like, that's the more active trading. 
Yeah. Uh, another one is options trading, which is not like you don't buy stocks. What you do is you buy contracts, and contracts are 100 shares of that stock. Whoa. Yeah. It's kind of like the big leads, you know. Yeah. But, uh, and most of the time you can do it fairly easy. They do what they call naked calls, which is where you don't actually own the stock because you're supposed to own the stock when you do this. Yeah. But people like me, you know, risk takers. Yeah. We don't. We just, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we'll be trading contracts for like several thousands of dollars or not even thousands of dollars. It's like several thousands of shares of Amazon at like eighteen hundred dollars a share and we're just like oh i was like i got it all right went up sold it just gone <laughs> yeah. so there's like some risk for it all and stuff like that like one of them if you if like one of them is called a put like i've already explained but if like the price drops to that price that you had you know set to and you don't get rid of it by the time like the expiration date comes along congratulations you've got to buy all that stock now Ooh. yeah <laughs> Oof. Yeah, it's it gets yeah. I was about to say, and like a lot of people like me back then were playing zero day stock or zero day options, which means they expired that day. If you didn't get rid of it by three p.m., you had it. So like, you were playing with imaginary money at that point, or what was that zero day? What I mean, was it was yeah, it was imaginary money, I guess, according <laughs> to the stock market, because I didn't own it. <laughs> I mean, I had like money saved up because you still get money for you know selling and buying contracts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, if I would have got what was it, what was the word they called it? If I would have got set to pay for those contracts, I wouldn't have. I've, I'd be probably going to jail, <laughs> or at least court one because. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, let's. After like talking about these <laughs> different types of investing, like. I don't know. I've told you, um, is, I want to build a portfolio to where when. Let's just say if I accrued a five thousand dollars over the fifty that I initially spent, mm-hmm. and I want to take twenty five and twenty five, I want to be risky, and then I want to play it safe with dividends. It's like, um, is there any sense in that? There is, and that actually brings me to one of the strategies you can do. Now you can't really do it with like just fifty bucks unless you're playing like penny stocks. Yeah. But, um, and penny stocks are basically stocks that are, are less than $8 is mm-hmm. what most people do. But like, there's like some things that are like, like one fourth of a penny is like the lowest I think you can go. So, but one of the, uh, actual strategies you can do is a combination of both. It's long holding, you know, a stock as well as doing options because, uh, some people that I know will actually buy a hundred shares of like a cheap stock. Well, you know, relatively cheap stock, like. Snapchat or yeah know, something because I think it's like fifteen bucks a sh- you know a share so a hundred of them is what fifteen thousand mm-hmm. but I know it sounds like a lot of money but but and then what they'll do is they'll sell options because you can buy options all day long but you can sell options and people will buy the options you know trying to trade them out and stuff like that but as long as that option expires without hitting that price tag you collect all that money that that person spent on it whoa so like say like the contract itself costs a hundred dollars mm-hmm. and like the contract expired in a week well you could sell the contract which means if it got to a certain point and the person uh, executed it that's the word I was looking for executed that contract 
Like gave that money for it. Yeah, gave that money for it. Well, you pretty much a win-win either way. I mean, because you'll get paid for you know the stock at that price along with whatever money they paid for the contract. So either way, you're ahead. And then when it comes down to it, you could just rebuy the stock, or you could do like some people do, and they would just buy a put, you know, lower down, execute that put, and then you know get that stock back at a lower price, and then have all that money, you know, left over from. You know, the selling all that stock at that price plus the premium of the contract. And it's just, a, you know, it probably sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just a way to basically just build up money doing the same thing over and over again. And there's people that do that. So, I, yeah, I'm just sorry. It's just. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's a lot. Like, I, I have, I don't know where to start with that. I don't, I don't know, like. I thought I understood put, and now I don't know if I do. <laughs> well, basically, uh, so you, like, before I said you have the naked call and the naked put, yeah. right? That means you don't have that stock. Well, this is the same thing, except it's a covered call and a covered put. So if that, you know, thing gets exercised, because you're selling a contract. So if someone exercises that contract, it's like, hey, I want that 100 shares for, you know, 15. X amount. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, here's your 100 shares. So... And most people usually only do it with calls because they, want, of course, want the stock to go up. Mm-hmm. So either way, it's a win-win because, say, you bought all the stock at $15 and you have one for, like, $16. Like, you sell a contract for $16 where the stock goes up and that person executes that contract. I understand it now. Okay. Okay. So let me, let me uh, reiterate <laughs> it to you and make sure I do. All right. It's like, let's just take Snapchat. Yeah. For instance, we called it. At fifteen dollar a share, mm-hmm. we buy a hundred dollar worth of shares. A hundred shares worth of. A hundred, yeah, a hundred shares worth of fifteen dollar shares. Mm-hmm. Fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, I can't do math. Is it fifteen thousand or fifteen? It's fifteen hundred. <laughs> and um, we make a contract. We yeah, we sell a contract at three thousand. So what we're saying is, like, we believe in the expired amount of time that this stock will double. And someone will buy that thinking that I think it's going to triple or quadruple. Mm-hmm. And so if they take that contract at what you pay, they'll get theirs and then some. And then you get, what do you get? So, okay. So we'll go with your example. Did, so you did, think, I, did I screw? No, I mean, you, you got there and then yeah. like, it gets kind of confusing. I know. Okay. So we bought it at 15. We think it's going to be 30. So it'll be a three thirty or $3,000 contract. Yeah. Like I said, okay. So, what will happen is you'll sell your, I mean, you sell 100, I mean, you sell one contract, which is 100 shares, for 30. You know, for a $30, what's called a strike price. This is going to be this price at this date. Mm-hmm. So, help me God, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, you'll sell that. The money the person paid for goes basically in like its own little bubble. So, like, if that contract for all those shares cost $500. Cost five hundred dollars, and they bought it. That means that five hundred dollars goes into like a little bubble. It's yours now, as long as that price doesn't reach that amount. Oh, so you get that five hundred dollars. If that price doesn't reach that amount, guess what? You got five hundred dollars, and you still have your hundred shares. Oh, but if it reaches that amount by the time the expiration date comes by, it'll sell. 
So you get that $3,000 for, you know, those shares plus the $500 for that contract. So you're still better off, you know, overall. So Yeah, I, I would, I would have, <laughs> that, that is not for the uh, weak at heart. You need to be, you need to know the stock you bought and the contracts you made, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I do it sometimes with, uh, it, well, it's considered a penny stock that I have in my portfolio and it's called Permeable. And it's a monthly dividend stock. It was paying like four cents a share and I bought it at like 98 cents, I think. So, I mean, no, it's pretty easy to make money from. And they started like, was it uh, cutting their dividends? I think it's now like a penny for every share. So it's not, I mean, it's not really, you know, a lot of money. Yeah. But they're still paying with, and it's so little of my money tied up into it that I just keep it anyway. But I have 157 shares. So when it starts getting time for the what's called the dividend EX date, which is the last day you can, you know, before they record who all owns the stock to pay dividends to later on, it'll run up. And it usually gets close to $2. So I'll go in there and I'll put in a contract for $2. And I mean, it's, you know, a penny stock. Not many people are going to buy a lot of, you know, yeah. contracts for this. And it's not going to be a lot of money, but I can usually make like 30 bucks off of it. <laughs> You know, it's just about knowing the market and knowing the people who play it. Yeah, because, I mean, right now there's So how no, long have you been in the market? Uh, in total overall or just here, like, for this portfolio? Overall. Overall, uh, well, if you count this time for this portfolio, which has been, what, three months now, I think? Week yeah. 12 is the newest video, so. Mm-hmm. So uh, three months, then you have probably a year before when my wife was pregnant and then I did it when I was in Iraq okay. because it, we had the crappiest internet known to man but, yeah. <laughs> but believe it or not when we get off mission like at 4 5 o'clock in the afternoon yeah. we'd go eat lunch or not lunch but dinner and then the stock market would open up at like <laughs> 6 yeah. so, so like instead of having to be like oh man I gotta watch my stocks yeah. me and my buddies we just trade right. stocks like Pretty easy. Yeah. Just, from where we're sitting. Just out in the desert, just trade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were just, it was weird too, because like, uh, it was just a, it's just a few of us doing it. And like, we were like the biggest nerds, it seemed like, while we were out there. Because like, everyone else would be like, sitting back, like sun tanning or like, trying to just like, relax and stuff. And we're over there huddled up by like the little antenna sitting there like, <laughs> with our laptops. I want this stuck. <laughs> And I did uh, I did that pr- pretty much the entirety of Iraq, and then some when I went back into Hawaii. So maybe three years. How'd total. you get into it? Uh, it was actually when I was in Iraq. It was a what was it? A, we had a friend who was a contractor, and I haven't talked to him pretty much since the year after we got back. And I literally don't know what his name was. We called him Beardface. Like, <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, like because we were all of us like scrubs, so we'd call him Beardface. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and uh, and he came over and like he was a contractor, which by the way, military contractors get paid big money. Like he got paid like over six digits a year. So, Whoa! Yeah, and he was just a, like he was just a translator for like a higher up. And so he was American and stuff. He wasn't like a you know yeah like a uh, some off guy yeah farter. So uh, and his job was just to go around translate and like help rebuild you know, certain Iraq areas. And one day, like, we caught him throwing up because he had gotten sick or something like that. And, like, we were just laughing, you know, cutting up with him. Yeah. 
And uh, he was like, hey, he was like, well, he was like, what do y'all guys do with all y'all's money? And at first I thought he was trying to scam us or something. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I mean, like, we we made some, you know, decent money when we were, you know, deployed and stuff like that. But, I mean, like, most of us didn't really, you know, go around talking about it. So we were like, uh, you know, I'm paying off a truck or is going home to my wife or, you know, so on and so forth. And, Whatever the case. Yeah, and he's like, you should invest it. And we were like, what? <laughs> huh? Invest? In what? Sand and pebbles? <laughs> These damn spider monkeys? <laughs> it was like, that little throw-up pit you got over there? <laughs> but, uh, and he showed us how to create our first, like, I guess, logins for, I think it, we were using Capital One's investing platform. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is just horrible. Sorry. If, if you're hoping for, like, a sponsor for Capital One and they hear this, I'm sorry. They're just horrible. <laughs> They're not going to get it. <laughs> Fine with me. But, uh, yeah, and he showed us like he showed us his portfolio. He had a, it was like a four hundred thousand dollar portfolio. Wow. Yeah, and like. And how long had he been working at it? He had been working on it since he was probably about twenty. I think he said like twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. And he was probably about my age now, so he's like early thirties. Yeah. There you go. So, and like. By the way, this guy was awesome because when we got back, he took us out and stuff like that, and yeah, he just—he was like art. He was, he was like, it was like only time he was concerned about was a good one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think I was even like, marry me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, he was—he was cool. He showed us—he showed us a little bit of the ropes and you know what to look for. And I made some money, you yeah. know, trading over there. I didn't make much. Compared to you know how much I you know I wasn't really too invested in it, it was just something to kind of distract me while I was over there. Yeah. I think in total, I think I made like fourteen thousand while I was over there. The entirety. Yeah. Well, how long were you over there? Uh, a year. So. Yeah. So. And I mean, and I that's mean, money making money. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the time, like fourteen thousand really wasn't much to us because we were making like five thousand a paycheck. Yeah. And, you know, Hawaii prices and stuff like that. It was kind of inflated a lot. So. Yeah. But, uh, so we were like, 14,000, yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I never really thought about that. He would literally give me, like, what I needed to, you know, start investing. Because it wasn't until, if I'm not mistaken, because I did it all the way up until probably a year and a half after I got back. And then at that time, it was just impossible to day trade because I'd have to wake up so early in the morning. I think I had to wake up like 1 a.m. Yeah. in Hawaii to do it. And, you know, wake up at 1 a.m. to do it and then have to stay awake all day and do all this stuff. It just wasn't worth it. So, yeah. Well, man, are there areas in stock that we haven't covered yet? Like anything that you could think of that people should be aware of or maybe hold on to? Uh, well, I mean,. The basic thing is, like, when I first started on the dividend portfolio, I didn't really know anything about dividend stocks. And I'll, I'll, I'll admit to it, because it was a lot of research, is what I ended up having to do. Because I was basically, like, Googling up, like, what is it, a website called dividend.com, and, like, I was, like, top, you know, set or top uh, grossing dividend stock, high-yield stock, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just give me this list. Had no clue what was the, what these companies did. Yeah, but it was like, hey, but if I hold on to him, it was like, I get like ten cents a share, and it only costs like a dollar. So you know, I was like, heck yeah, throw money into that. It'll well, add up quick. 
Yeah, but at ten percent of what you put in. But the very first company I threw money at, the very first, literally I threw money into it. The next day it went bankrupt. <laughs> Heartbreaker. It's like, no but wonder like, it was a dollar. But like this is before I did any kind of research on the company and stuff like that. And like I knew that they were making a di- the last dividend payment and stuff like that. And I was like, that's cool. I missed that one, but whatever. But apparently like two months prior, it had announced that it was going bankrupt at this day. <laughs> but like I didn't look at any of that, like any of that information or yeah. nothing. So I was like, yeah, throw money at it. <coughs> and luckily, Robin Hood, as gracious as they were, apparently thought I was, I guess, needless to say, was a dumbass. And they, yeah. like, credited back all my money the next day. <laughs> yeah, so it was like a, uh English stock from, like, Britain or somewhere over there. It was listed on the New York Stock Exchange. And I think it had, like, a 30, 35, almost 40% dividend yield, which is just massive. That's... I've learned now that that is a red flag. Yeah. So if, when, when it usually has like a super high yield like that, it usually means that either A, it's not sustainable uh-huh. or, you know, it's not going to keep up. Like it might be good for a short term kind yeah. of thing, but so I was like, oh yeah, like, because I'd be getting like 40 cents for every dollar that I put into it. And I was like, I'm going to throw, I think I threw $300 into it. It's the first stock I bought. And went to bed next day. It was gone. Like it, like my positions were just gone. Mm-hmm. And like I was like, it showed I had no money. I, the I had the stock saved on my watch list. It was gone. Yeah. And like any time I tried to look it up, it was just like a flat line. It had zero 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 dollars. Right. So like I was freaking out. And then uh, like after looking around for probably like a good thirty minutes or so, I finally found out that it was like that day that I had placed that buy was the last day that stock was on the market like it went bankrupt (laughs) oh no what's up guys if you're here you gotta do a little quiet okay oh It is on, buddy. Hello? You don't have to get that close. You can be right there. Well, hello? Yeah. You want to say hello, too? Hello? You don't have to get that close. See how that? see how far away I am? Oh, no. You, you don't, don't have to do touch, that. I'm touching you. Why is it not making the sound I make? Because um, it's going into the computer, and we don't have anything to hear what's coming out. Hello? So, what about karate? What'd you learn today? I got my white belt. Is that right? What? Is that right? Yes. You got that white belt. Yes. Hey. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I freaked out when I first woke up. Could not find the stock. It was not on my watch list. Uh, it wasn't even listed that I had money. I had zero money in my Robin Hood, and I was freaking out. Because, like, you know... Like average guy, I don't have a lot of money. So like yeah. three hundred dollars, you know, that's that's something you it's substantial. Yeah, for you know regular average people, yes, that is yeah. very substantial. Yeah. That's that's, like that's car a bill payment, or two. insurance, yeah, <laughs> something. Yeah. And then I was freaking out, and I tried uh, hitting up all the little rumor mill websites looking for this stock, and like that's when it was like, all right, so 
it went bankrupt. Yesterday was the last day of trading, and I was like, oh my god, I was like, I have screwed up. I was like, my first outing back into stocks, and I screwed up. Yeah. And then I got an email like 30 minutes to an hour after that, and from Robinhood, and it's like, oh, we noticed that you, you know, bought stocks and other bankrupt stocks. Here's your money back. <laughs> god save. <laughs> I know. I was like, thank you. And after that point, I was like, I need to start actually vetting these stocks that I go yeah. into. <laughs> now I did like, and like from then I did have a few that you know are kind of iffy, but they're you know they're a safe iffy, you know. Yeah. So I just grew it from there, and I mean, I still I'm still learning now. Yeah. So. And so I guess like um, we're gonna walk in out the door now, but um, what I want to offer to you is like just to continue to come on the show. And to continue to, like, as much as you would like to share a little bit about the portfolio and be kind of like the financial guy, the guy that can kind of speak over stocks and things for the show, if you're good with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. I can do that. I was about to say, as you can tell, I, I like talking about yeah, yeah. investing. So. Obviously, obviously passionate about it. Yeah, um, it. It's definitely one of the one good things I'm actually good at and for some reason. I don't know why. So. Yeah, and uh, I mean... I mean, we've had our conversations, like, I'll write you at 9 o'clock at 9 and be like, if I had 50, if you had 50 bucks, what would you do right now? Or if you had 100 bucks, and you're just like, one, I two, say, three. I, I sent, I sent yeah. back some, I yeah. back some books now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you write books, and I'm like, I got options. So, uh, yeah, man, I would definitely look for that. And so, um, Scott, anything else to add or subtract before we go? Um... No, not really. As I was about to say, like I said, I don't mind coming back in, talking more about it. I mean, before I plug my, you know, yeah, YouTube several times. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. It's <laughs> like so. Ad investing. Where all can you find it? Uh, I have an Instagram, which is uh, with Ad underscore investing. Mm-hmm. I have YouTube, which is Ad investing. Like even though I say Ad investing, it's Ad. You can't put an and for some reason. So yeah, the ampersand and then, kills uh, it. I actually now have a Twitter, so that's something new that I added like within the last week. So it's a great way to get polarizing. Uh, it's actually Twitter is one of the major ways that a lot of the stock community gets information about stocks. That's true. You know, like how uh, Twitter is very fast paced. Yeah, Twitter and you know Instagram uses the hashtags. Where yeah. and Twitter, if you want to look up a stock, all you have to do is put a dollar sign in the ticker center, and like it'll pull up all the information like anyone's ever posted on that stock. There you go. So I mean, if you if like say you're in a pinch and like your stock just disappeared, <laughs> that's actually one of the places I went to first was Twitter. I put in that stock symbol and hit it, and I was like, oh crap, oh crap, it went bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we're doing that now. Uh, uh, there's not as many you know posts on there as you know as my Instagram. Instagram is basically where I do yeah. most of my communicating with you know regular people and stuff. Yeah. So. That's where I follow it the most, for sure. Yeah, because you usually have like four or five posts a day. Mm-hmm. So, but other than that, yeah, man. Well, cool. Scott, thank you so much, man. It's good to sit down with you again. It's good to, uh, man, it's, it's just, it was too long, man. It was good to sit down with you again, man. Yeah, too bad they don't get to hear like the hour we had just sitting around talking before. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. No, don't mind the chaos. That's just life now, right? Yeah, I was about to say, like I said, man, just things change. I mean, all of us, we wouldn't, we didn't know this is how everything was going to end up. You know, ten right. years down the road, we thought we're all probably going to be sitting around Millport Doing Kennedy. Doing the same thing. Yeah, 
Stealing scarecrows from Dollar General. This is just it, right? <laughs> um, well, dude, thank you so much for sitting on. We're out of here. All right, man. News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. If you haven't done so already, I would ask that you would rate and review the show on whatever podcast app it is that you're listening to on. We're on YouTube, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, did it. AD Investing, check that out. He is on Twitter and Instagram and on YouTube. AD Investing, average dude. That journey to 100K. It's cool things. And we're going to have him back on the show to talk about it some more. To walk it on out the door with your notes, here are the blips. This is a band out of Birmingham, a super group, if you will, in my opinion. This is a song called Inside Out.
Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts. Or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals24. That's chime.com goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.